1: Under the Jews, a stumbling block. Under the Greeks, foolishness. But under them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God.
0: Now, here's your host, Thomas Irvin.
2: Welcome back to the Plenteous Redemption Podcast. I am here again with another ministry update. Uh, December and January are two wild months for us. It just somehow it seems to work out that way. Um, we There there are a lot of back-to-back events that take place during that time. And then uh, this year, that was all coupled with uh, a series of back-to-back visitors. So um, it has been a wild, wild few months. And uh, so I'm, I'm excited to bring you this update. Um, first one of the year of 2023. That's That's pretty exciting. I can't believe that 2022 is finally over, <laughs> and let's pray that 2023 does not duplicate. <laughs> it's been a strange couple of years. Uh, we'll see what the Lord does in the in the coming years and how it all how it all plays out. So, uh, this particular prayer letter opens up with Acts chapter 28 verses 30 through 31, and Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house. And received all that came in unto him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concerned the Lord Jesus Christ. With all confidence, no man forbidding him. Now, mind you, when he does this, he's he's um, effectively on a special form of house arrest. <laughs> he's not on house arrest in his home. He, he's on. He's basically a prisoner in someone else's home. Uh, but, praise the Lord, they allowed him to have visitors and and people were able to come in and out and to visit with him and to see him now um, the Bible has some inter- some interesting things to say regarding the members of that divinely organized body, the body of Christ, even in such a heavenly orchestrated body, there are uncomely parts uh, that we must excuse and sometimes explain now. I consider myself among the more uncomely of those parts. <laughs> Some of you are shaking your head in agreement right now. Uh, this excludes my wife and family. They are as comely as possible, though they may be attached to one of the chiefest uh, uncomely members. While this may be the reality of our situation, it has not prevented you from praying for us, supporting us, and lovingly overlooking the more challenging aspects of my personality. We desperately covet your prayers. Uh, February will bring to a close two very eventful years in Uganda, Africa. Uh, We have accomplished much insofar as as missions can be spoken of in terms of of, accomplishment. Uh, But the foundation of our accomplishments was laid over the past 30 years as missionaries Keith and Sally Stences diligently plowed this field long before we came. The Lord has been good to us. We are blessed in more ways than we can be than, we, than can be accounted for. Now, the months of December and January have proven to be times of rapidly evolving busyness. As December came to a close, we made our way to to the Entebbe airport to pick up the uh, associate pastor of our home church, and uh, that's Brother David Brown. He's a tremendous blessing, and uh, and uh, we'll tell you a little bit about that here in the in the prayer letter i um, doing a lot more reading this month than normal, but um, uh, you didn't come here for my charming personality to entertain you. You just want to get the information, right? <laughs> uh, so Brother David traveled with his wife, Miss Lauren, uh, for which we were grateful. Her presence provided my wife with some much-needed fruitful fellowship. Uh, I don't think we realized that until they got here and my wife had spent a few days with Miss Lauren. Um, you know, it, it's those things are easy to overlook when you're, when you're so busy and you're, uh, you know, you're so involved in so many different aspects of, of life and ministry. Uh, The idea of fellowship and spending time together and, and uh, just seeing people you care about and, and talking, um, it it really gets overlooked a lot. That's, you know, partially my fault. Um, You know, I'm not, this may surprise you, but I'm not an extremely sociable person. Uh, I like to talk about things that are important. I like to discuss things I like to hammer out things. And, and most people don't want to do that. They want to, when they get together, they just want to hang out. (laughs) They don't want to, you know, hash out who the, you know, the, the, who the beasts are in Daniel chapter 7, 8, and and 11. So (laughs) it's, you know, that, that's kind of what I like to do. That's, that's my idea of fun. Um, let's, let's pick apart critical race theory. Let's talk about Jesus Christ and the Word of God. Um, let's, let's go preach on the street somewhere. But, um, you know, other people, you, you humans, <laughs> you need more interaction and you need more uh, you know, opportunity to engage people and talk to people on a more sociable level. Um, we, we non-humans <laughs> don't need that so much. Uh, but it, it was a tremendous blessing for my wife. Uh, she, she really enjoyed spending time with Miss Lauren. Uh, they, they knew each other from from, from way back. Um, I, I'm not sure how far apart they are in age, but they, to some extent, grew up together in the Bible Baptist Church, and and were able to go on girls trips together and do all sorts of different things um, when they were younger. Of course, married life and and us leaving and becoming missionaries, and Brother David and, and Miss Lauren. Uh, not only are they uh, integral to the work at Bible at the Bible Baptist Church in Deland, Florida, um, Brother David and Miss Lauren travel quite a bit and spend a lot of time out and about. Um, Brother David teaches and preaches all over the place. He's been getting lots of of good opportunity to do that uh, lately, and so you know, so it, it was a blessing to have them here and to spend time with them. And um, it was really a blessing for my wife to be able to. Uh, have someone like-minded she can fellowship with, talk to, kind of pour her heart out to, um, you know, just just have some good, wholesome fellowship. And uh, it was a blessing. It, it was a tremendous blessing and a, and a huge help. Um, now, their presence provided my wife with some much-needed fruitful fellowship. Brother David has been a tremendous blessing over the past 10 years to, to myself. Um, he has proven to be a source of steadiness and is often characterized by his tact that word, something that, um, uh, an area of grace where I'm growing, I guess you could say. (laughs) Uh, It's good to be tactful. It really is. You know, it's it's, there is a, uh, I believe there's a proper balance between being bold and outspoken and and sort of in your face versus being able to do that and be tactful. Um, You know, I'm, I'm getting ready to teach through the Book of Daniel in the Bible school here, and one contrast at some point, if we have the time there's there's a lot to cover in in the in this semester. Um, but if you contrast Daniel with John the Baptist, two men who are in very similar situations, you know you got to go before the King and and deal with the king, and Daniel was so tactful, he was so he used he used wisdom, uh, he was very respectful but he was very honest and told the king the truth. He, d- he didn't, you know, not tell the king what God would have him to tell him. He didn't back down. He didn't compromise. He didn't give in. And that's, I think that's where God like me and and from my circles and background, that's where we get, uh, th- that's where we gotta be careful. We, 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 lack, sometimes we often lack the ability to be tactful because we conflate it with being with compromise and, they're not one in the same it, it you can be respectful and you can be tactful and you can um when i was in the military I, I had a um a tech sergeant that was in charge over me when i was in the air force and um they told me one day um you know some of the battles you fight i think you're right but you need to choose your battles more wisely <laughs> and i i you know i I didn't fully understand at the time what she meant. Even back then, I, was, I had kind of a brash, in-your-face attitude. Uh, and and um, when, I'm, when I know I'm right, it tends to be worse. And so that, there, there's, that is an area of growth where, you know, that I need to work on and need to improve on, being able to be both you know, bold and, and direct and, and uncompromising, but at the same time doing it in a way that is not inflammatory, Uh, I think I I don't don't try and be inflammatory, but I think some of my brethren who are more like me, I guess you could say, uh, sometimes I think they do. And and it's it's, it's, trying to be inflammatory is not the way you're not going to edify people. You're not going to help people. You're going to inflame. I mean, that's the whole that's the whole point of trying to be inflammatory. So it is not my goal to be inflammatory. Um, It is my goal to be respectful and and. Also be bold and honest and direct, and so I don't want to I don't want to lose the the boldness aspect of my personality, but I do need to gain the the, the tactfulness that can um, that can make the boldness a little more palatable and respectful, and and so it, instead of being bold and inflammatory, you're being bold and respectful, and and while you're never going to make everybody happy. I can't. I'm not going to make everybody happy. You're not going to make everybody happy. Brother David doesn't make everybody happy. Um, you know, it, it. That that's not the point. The point is that you're trying your best not to inflame a situation just because you can. Instead, you're trying your best to give the truth in a respectful, mindful way, considering the people involved. And so, um, anyways, this uh, this is an area that comes up. You know that, that the Lord I believe, I believe the Lord deals with my heart concerning this probably a little more often than I would I would like <laughs> and which means that I haven't gotten it right yet and need to continue to work on it so so there you go. now um, Brother David was with us for about ten days. He taught in the January TBI uh, the topics were quite varied but critical. The first half focused on teaching teenagers. And dealing with youth rallies and raising up strong help the pastor in his church. And uh, brother David is a great example of this. Not only has he done a great job with the teens at the Bible Baptist Church, um, he is what would be considered, and in, in I don't necessarily like the terminology, but he's the second man at our church. If that if that makes sense, that um, I, I don't know how our churches adopt this type of term, terminology. I, I don't. You know, it's the first man is the pastor and the second man of God is the associate pastor. Well, you know, um, the reality is he is second to our pastor, you know, in terms of, I guess you could say authority, but um, but Brother David is is a huge integral part. He's a foundational person in the function and, and direction of the Bible Baptist Church. And as far as I know, as far as I uh, can tell, he will probably be the future pastor of that church. Um, i, I don 't think there 's any question about that. I might be wrong, but i 'm not in on those discussions but but I do believe that 's the the intent is that that one day when Brother James uh steps off the scene which which we hope is not anytime soon um, and i Brother David hopes is not anytime soon. He has no uh ambition to overstep any bounds of that sort uh, he 's very respectful, very patient, and uh just a just a good brother, very helpful. He's a young man, but he's very wise. Um, I mean, he's a young man. He's he's just a few years younger than myself, but he's already been in ministry like 20 plus years. Um, it's just all he's ever done with his life. Tremendous blessing, and that's something that young people should aspire to. You know, the, people often say they'll come to someone like me who came out of the world. I spent, I was, I, I was lost, and for all intents and purposes, a reprobate for 29 years. And then I got saved, and people will say to me, "Well, don't you think that um, that experience is has been a benefit and will will, will help you?" I said, "No." It, it, the Bible says, it, "I would that you would be simple concerning evil," and that simplicity is huge. It's 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 extremely important, and and you know, our past is the problem, <laughs> our bad experiences and sinful choices. Are, they, they they compound to create uh, a, a lifelong series of battles that you'll have to fight the rest of your life. That someone like Brother David would never have to deal with. Now he, I'm, he, I'm sure he has his issues and things he has to work out. He he's very honest about those things. But um, in terms of a solid life foundation, growing up like that, you know, growing up under men like Joel Logan and then coming to Bible school and learning from James Knox and and being influenced by men like by Brent Logan and and uh just he's just got such a um a wide sphere of just excellent influences and he never went out into the world and and defiled himself. It's it's a tremendous blessing. It's it's a very good way to live life. Um so anyways. So he taught in our TBI and he, and he preached for us at the church and uh it was a tremendous blessing. Um brother David is also well known for his youth rallies. They provide all the fun and entertainment that young people would want, but not at the sacrifice of edification. Uh, the young people and youth pastors should be ready to edify and be edified. He brings in the best preachers available to meet these young people where they are. And and uh, he has men like um, Adam Summer, Pastor Adam Summers from Michigan. Brother Joel Logan's done it uh, several times. Um, uh, Brother Haynes from Arizona, New Mexico. It works with the Indian reservations. I, I, I forget exactly where he's from. Has done it a couple of times. Um, so it, it's, I mean, it's excellent preaching from men who who dig deep in the Word of God and really challenge young people. But they also get to have get to have some fun. It is a youth rally, and you don't want to lose sight of that. And I, I think he, again, I think Brother David does an excellent job of that, of maintaining both perspectives, both keeping both in focus. And uh, and and I think it's it's very important, and I th- it's proven to be important, and, and it's shown through in the lives of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of of young people at this point who have gone through those and and had their lives deeply affected by it in, in a goodly way. Now, the second half of the TBI focused on rightly dividing the word of truth, another area of high importance, another area greatly lacking in in our churches today. And again, see, there's. You know more of that inflammatory stuff. Uh, I hate that that's the truth, and I hate that. You know, <laughs> I I'm willing to say that, and 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 not just to offend people. Uh, I w- I would like to see that change. I would like to see it improved. I, I don't want to just um, note the negatives for the sake of being negative. I want to note the negatives for the hope in the hope that um, it'll it'll spark a fire and and. And some of our brethren, and they'll dig deeper, and they'll learn to rightly divide the word of truth, and and present the word of God in a more technical, proper fashion. That that's that's my hope, anyways, and 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 that's the reason that we say these things and and point these things out. Now, Miss Lauren was able to teach the ladies' Sunday school class, and she taught my wife's biblical motherhood class. Uh, the ladies enjoyed her practical teaching. By the way, my my wife and I got to have a lot of good conversation with Brother David and Miss Lauren. They have three wonderful children that they've done, they've done an excellent job raising, and uh, they were a tremendous help to, to us here. Things that, as new parents trying to figure this out, we, we desperately needed and, and uh, couldn't have come at a better time. It was a, a huge blessing and a huge help. And uh, Brother David and Miss Lauren were a wealth of helpful wisdom, and uh, we were greatly blessed by their, their teaching and their time here. and I uh, hope they get to come back. Now, the TBI closed with graduation, and I was privileged to preach the final charge. Two men graduated from Masaka Baptist College. Uh, please, please pray for these two men. One, one his name is uh, Bombali Robert, and the other is Pastor Innocent. Um, now, Brother Bombali is from our home, ch- our town church there in Masaka, and uh, he's proven to be a tremendous asset to the body of Christ here. Uh, he's the kind of man who puts out many fires in the background, and he rarely receives any recognition or notice. Uh, he loves to serve the Lord. He is also a member of Brother Keith's VMAM team, Brother Keith Stensis, the other missionary, or the missionary, not the other, but the missionary that we've had the privilege of working with here. Um, he has a team that goes out pretty much, multiple times a month and uh, spends time with churches that he, he has started or is working with. He, he may not necessarily have started it, Though most of them he did start, um some of them kind of came to him through his radio program that he used to have and uh have asked him to to help them and, and he's been deeply involved in that for three, four, five years, maybe more than that now. And uh so the VMAM team goes out, brother Bombali is on that team, and uh you know, he's got two great kids. He he's he's a teacher, like he teaches in the 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 public schools here in Uganda, and he takes care of several issues behind the scenes at our at our town church here in masaka Andy goes out with brother keith and and works on the v-man team he's just a tremendous blessing he's a good brother and uh, so I, i'd appreciate if you'd pray for him and uh, as he seeks the lord's will for his life my final message entailed a to look at the life of titus a young man who followed paul and barnabas wherever they would allow him <laughs> he learned from their life interactions and personal teachings During those travels, he stands as a great example of young men who should be willing to be trained and the need of pastors and missionaries willing to do the training. Titus followed Paul and Barnabas wherever they went. Paul and Barnabas took Titus wherever they went, and and Titus learned, and Paul and Barnabas taught. Both sides are very important and need to be present. And if you got men who are willing to teach, but... Young men who are not willing to be taught—that's a problem. If you got young men willing to be taught, but no men to teach, that's another problem. And so, th- this is the the scenario that we need. We need men, faithful men, willing to teach, and we need young men willing to be faithful. Earn, and uh, and then when the time came, Paul, the Apostle Paul, could just tell Titus, "I'm leaving you in Crete to set this place in order. You are, I have proven you often. I have oft times proved proved you diligent." You're trustworthy. Um, I know you. I need you to take care of Crete and set it in order. And and so Titus was able to do that with with no trouble. During the week of the TBI, the first week of January, I was required to drive to Kampala on Wednesday the 4th to deliver Adrian's passport and birth certificate paperwork. I rushed back to Masaka to finish the week and returned to Kampala again on Sunday the 8th. We left after the Sunday morning service and made our way to Kampala early in the morning of Monday the 9th. My entire family had to go with me to, to the U.S. Embassy. We had a very brief interview with the consulate, and all of Adrian's paperwork was officially ready to send to the U.S. After two weeks, his passport and birth certificate were ready for pickup. Coincidentally, praise the Lord, that that coincided with the ending of the BIMU NGO meeting in Kampala. So we... We've been back and forth to Kampala multiple times from December to January, uh, far more than normal. And uh, praise the Lord, Adrian's paperwork is done. It's complete. Thank you for those of you who prayed about that. That has been a a major concern for us to to get that paperwork done. Uh, Next, I've got to get his dependent pass complete. We've got to add him to all all of that, Um, our internal paperwork here in Uganda uh, we, we plan to be doing that as soon as possible, and and um, even our own personal, um, you know, um, NGO paperwork is up for renewal, so I need to get that done as well. Uh, we, we've got a lot to do over the next few months, so if you would pray about that, I would greatly appreciate it. Thank God that we got Adrian's birth certificate and passport. We somehow the the social security card was not included in all that. <laughs> I don't know why, but. Uh, we'll fight that battle next. Um, uh, that's not as big a deal as having as being overseas with no passport. Uh, now he has a U.S. birth certificate guaranteeing, guaranteeing his uh, U.S. citizenship. He has a U.S. passport, which also in turn uh, guarantees his citizenship. So praise the Lord. Now, before we drove back to Kampala for the NGO meeting, Eric and Lori Bowman visited our home. They stayed with us for two days and one night. Uh, again, the fellowship was tremendous. Miss Lori gave great attention to our children. She was such a blessing. Uh, every time we turned around, she was somewhere with our children, spending unbelievably uh, good quality time with them. She was just a, a tremendous blessing. Now, we, we put up with Brother Eric, <laughs> uh, but Miss Lori was great. <laughs> um, Brother Eric and Miss Lori have one of the most well-ordered families I have had the privilege of meeting. I had, mu- I had much to discuss with Brother Eric regarding the, our future intended to plans. His years of experience have proven to be helpful over the past five years with BIMI. Brother Eric and Miss Lori are, are, if you never met their family, it's unreal how well ordered that family is. Uh, both Brother Eric and Miss Lori and, and their children, their, their, their daughters, by the way, um, they're just a tremendous family. I keep asking him what the secret is, and he just—he won't tell me what it is. So, uh, so pray he'll repent and tell me. Uh, Next, we had to make another trip back to Kampala, January twenty fourth, for our week long NGO meeting. This meeting is required yearly to maintain our NGO status in Uganda. Our NGO gives us great liberty to live and serve in Uganda, as one might expect a group of Baptist missionaries to do. We use it as an opportunity to have a Bible conference. This year, Pastor Scott Hanks, who I did not know before the meeting, uh, he came and preached to us along with our director, Eric Bowman. They were a tremendous blessing. Uh, as the meeting came to a close, it was time for uh, me to return to the U.S. Embassy again to pick up Adrian's passport and birth certificate. And praise the Lord, this has been a, a huge concern for us, and, and we thank God. It's it, This is a huge praise on our part. We, we thank God that this is done. Um, Soon after we returned home to get settled back in the normal flow of life, we had to rush back to Kampala, this time for Kristen. She began experiencing flu-like symptoms that were coming on rapidly and and intensely. Uh, We tested her for COVID and both returned negative. After monitoring her condition for one day, we needed to, to get her to a doctor in Kampala, we drove straight to the hospital, and they ordered blood tests and urinalysis. The results determined that she had two bacterial infections. Um, now, this is now February 2nd, my time of recording. So we have returned to Masaka, and uh, my wife is doing great. The medication pretty much worked overnight. Uh, now, of course, it's an infection, so you gotta you got to follow through and take the medicine all the way to the end. Uh, and some of it was, was a bit strong. Some of it made her uh, her... A little uneasy, a little nauseous, that that kind of thing. Um, uh, she didn't have, you know, nothing came of it. Just just it was just some strong medication that was difficult for her to handle. But she she saw it through, and and uh, in the next day or so, she should be finished with all the medication. And uh, she's doing very well now. Praise the Lord. She's feeling much better. Um, we are back home, trying to get reorganized. I'm actually recording from my home office because I need to get recordings up and I've got four or five things that need to be recorded, but we've been traveling back and forth and I've been unable to, to accomplish that. And, um, at the same time, we need to get reorganized at home and try to get settled. We came home once and once to start that. And then my wife got, came up sick and we had to immediately go right back to Kampala to get her to a, a suitable hospital. So, uh, so she's doing great now. Praise the Lord. Uh, we've really had little to no health problems. We've had a few issues since we've been in Uganda, but overall, we've, we've had it really good. And so praise the Lord for that. Thank you for praying for us. Um, as December came to a close and I reflected on the past year, something notable that needs focused prayer is last year's track distribution. Over the year, our street preaching ministry distributed around 50,000 tracks and about 15,000 John and Romans. Uh, This does not include personal distribution by individuals, our door-knocking ministry, or the village ministries throughout the year. Please pray that this literature will be read and effectually work in the hearts of those who possess it. It often gets somewhere like Uganda. It often gets passed around from person to person. An unbelievable story. Brother Keith um, just led a man to the Lord this past Sunday who found the church, by wandering around in town, in Masaka town, he saw a group of men uh, laying out marijuana on a John and Romans so that they could get ready to roll it up and smoke it. And uh, they, they were using the, the John and Romans booklet to spread it out and do whatever they were going to do with it. And uh, that man recognized, he saw what they were doing, then he recognized the book was a John and Romans, and he said, you know, that's, that's part of God's word. Can I have that? And they gave it to him and the church address was on it. So he came to the church that Sunday and uh, met with Brother later that day and, and in tears, weeping, uh, called on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So you have no idea <laughs> what, what a tract or a John and Romans, where it might end up and how it might get into the hands of the right person. You just have, you just have no idea. Uh, so uh, let us be faithful to get God's word out. People need it. He will use it. Uh, it's worth the investment. I look back and I think, man, we spend a lot of money, <laughs> 50,000, 50, it's about 52 to 55,000 tracks, you know, once the year is over. Um, the John and Romans, uh, Brother Keith ha- has, uh, many churches have um, sent John and, Ro- books of John and Romans that that he has, and he allows us to take those out and use those. So, Um, that that hasn't been a financial cost on my part, but the tracks, and it gets expensive and you begin to wonder, you know, do we need to spend all this money? Well, when something like that happens, yeah. Yeah, we need to spend the money. We need to get the tracks out. Uh, We need to do everything we can to get the word of God in the hands of people. And even if the person you gave it to, if it's nothing for him, it might end up in the hands of a group of men trying to roll some marijuana and and a passerby see it and, and, and ask, can I have that? <laughs> and then he comes to church and makes a profession of faith in Jesus Christ. So um, uh, I'm trying to recall that man's name. I, I forget. Let me look here. I've got it written down on my prayer list. Um, Isaac. How could you forget that name? His name is Isaac. Uh, Brother Keith just led him to the Lord. day. Please pray for that man and uh, pray he will become faithfully involved and uh, that the Lord will bless his life, and and uh, I believe he will. Thank you so much for your prayer, for your support, for uh, being involved in our ministry, for putting up with me, and and uh, and uh, may the Lord Jesus Christ get all the honor and all the glory he so deserves. In Christ's name.
0: We hope you enjoyed this podcast. You can learn more about our ministry by visiting www.pleniusredemption.com. You can hear more Plenteous Redemption podcast audio at www.plenteousredemption.media. Please comment below if this podcast has been a help to you. Also, inform us of future topics that would interest you. Thank you again for listening to the Plenteous Redemption podcast.